The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from our Old Testament reading for today from Malachi chapter 4 and especially these words. For behold, the day is coming. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Over the last month or so, there have been two stories that have gathered more attention in the United States than any other stories. First, the Cubs won the World Series. And secondly, you might have heard we had a presidential election. It seems to me that these two main stories in the news as of late gave people a chance to tap into two of the most guttural desires of all humanity. In the case of the World Series, unless you really had your own team who you had to remain loyal to, you were given a chance to root on the good guys to victory. And that really is true whether you were rooting for Cleveland or whether you were rooting for the Cubs. There was a sense in the story that was told that both teams deserved to win a title. There was a sense that both teams had struggled long for no apparent reason. And so that storyline that was told by the sports broadcasters tapped into that part of humanity that really hopes that in the end, the good guys will win. Yes, we believe that in the end, the righteous should win. In the case of the presidential election this year, it seems, at least to a large extent, that what was tapped into was something completely different, yet equally strong within humanity. The exit polls revealed exactly what you would have thought they would reveal if you talked to anyone about the election leading up to it. Most people in this election cast their vote first and foremost to make sure that in the end, the person they considered most wicked would not win, but would be punished for their wickedness. At least, at the very least, they would be punished by having their ego tapped down a little bit. But actually, on both sides, there were at times calls for more literal punishments. You see, we all believe in the end that those who are righteous should be found on the winning side, and that those who are wicked should be found on the losing side. We have this inborn sense of justice that we long to see manifested right before our eyes. It is something that God has woven right into our nature. Now, of course, being sinful as we are, at times we can get confused just what is righteousness and what is wickedness. But the desire to see righteousness vindicated against wickedness, well, that seems that it remains very strong. The same God who gave to us this sense of justice within us Today promises in our Old Testament reading that one day that desire for justice will be satisfied. He says that in the end, the righteous will be rewarded and the wicked will be punished. 
as the Lord revealed to the prophet Malachi, on that last day, the arrogant and the evildoers will be like stubble burnt in an oven. The day is coming that will set them ablaze, the Lord says. Yes, the wicked will be burned down until they have no root or no branch. But on the other hand, those who fear the name of the Lord, well, they will rejoice in that day. The sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. And those that have trusted in the Lord will leap around like young calves led out into green pastures. But one thing that is clear here in Malachi is that the righteous and the wicked are not determined to be so just by collecting up the things they have done. No, the wicked are characterized or most often by the fact that they are arrogant against God. You see, their pride does not allow them to receive his grace and his mercy. They think so highly of themselves that they have no need in their mind that a righteousness that is not their own might be given to them. Therefore, on the last day, they will experience God's wrath rather than his mercy. The righteous, though, also are not just there because they've collected a bunch of righteous deeds in their life. No, we are told the righteous are righteous because they fear God. In other words, they have faith towards God, understanding that if it were up to them, they would never be found righteous. They understand that the righteousness they need is something that will never come from themselves. Yes, on that last day, everything will be made right. The righteous shall be rewarded and the wicked shall be punished. Those that have proceeded in faith towards God and looked to him for righteousness will celebrate. But those who refuse to look to God in faith because of their own arrogance and pride, they will be burnt to the ground. In light of this truth, God instructed Malachi to tell the people that they should seek to live within God's covenant. Now, of course, when Malachi spoke, the covenant that was active was the Old Testament covenant. So Malachi rightly told the people to look to the laws and statutes, those given by Moses. He told them to look forward to that final prophet of the Old Covenant who would come in the spirit of Elijah. You and I, as we wait for that last day when all things are made right, are called to live in the covenant that we have been blessed to be a part of. We are to listen to the ones who are sent to us with the word of God. We are to rejoice in our baptism, and we are to revel in our continued participation in the supper where the blood of the new covenant is poured out upon us. We are not called to make all things right now. It's simply not our job. Ours is not to try to get revenge on those who practice wickedness. We're simply to remain close to the one who makes us righteous. We are to remain close to him until that last day comes. For only Jesus' death and resurrection can assure us that as we look forward to the last day, that we should have confidence. 
We should have confidence that it will be a good and glorious day for us and for all of God's people. And it is a confidence that's not based on ourselves, but is based on Jesus and his work. I suppose the real problem with all of this is that many of us are not that good at waiting for things to be made right. After all, the Cubs fans thought every year should be the year that they finally won. And the political candidates made it quite clear that we could not possibly wait until another election. To be honest, that's sort of how most of us feel when it comes down to seeing righteousness being rewarded and wickedness being punished. We think it should be this year, this day, right now, that we get to see all of that. And that is because in our own nature, we are much more likely to look for justice than we are to give mercy. Yes, the desire to show mercy is sometimes not as strong in us as that desire to see all things put right. Well, thanks be to God that he does not think like we do. Thanks be to God that his thoughts are not our thoughts. For if he was swift to bring justice, well, the world and all of us in it would have long since been destroyed. Yes, indeed, he delays his coming, the scriptures say, precisely because he does not want to punish the wicked. He does not want anyone to perish and we should have that same attitude in us. While desiring justice, we should delight in mercy. We should hope that all would repent and be saved. Yes, that means that we should hope that all of those who follow false religions and that seek to do us harm, that they would repent and be saved rather than be destroyed. We should desire that the person in the world that has hurt us the most would repent and be saved, rather than hoping they would get what's coming to them. We should desire that those doing heinous evil in the world would repent and be saved, rather than simply receiving the punishment they deserve. We're freed to live in such a merciful way because we know that living in mercy will not alter justice one bit. For justice is not ours to enforce. God has promised that on the last day, there will be justice. But until that day, we are to delight in mercy. Yes, your desire for justice will on the last day be satisfied. But if all you have in your heart is a desire for justice, and if you refuse to show mercy, well then on the last day, all you will receive is justice. You will receive what you have coming for your arrogance and your pride. So repent of that arrogance, of that pride, and seek forgiveness from God. Repent and be saved. For there's nothing God loves more than to give mercy. He has poured out the wrath that was due for your sins upon the Son on the cross. 
Abide in Jesus, in his covenant, and you shall be saved. Yes, on that last day, you'll be like that young calf led out in the green pastures who just hops around with great joy. Yes, in the end, the good guys will win. The good guys and the good gals will win, but they will win not because they're good in and of themselves, but because Jesus has made them good through his blood. And the wicked? Oh yes, they will be punished in the end. Those who are arrogant and prideful will be cut down. But for now, let us pray that the wicked will return to God. Let us pray that they will repent and be saved. Let us pray that they will be made righteous by Jesus. Amen.